What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. We serve a mighty God. I'll say it again. We serve a mighty God. Our God is changeless and timeless. He is the scripture says the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's powerful enough to be outside of time, but also powerful enough to be active within time. He's not bound to time in the way that we are, for the scripture lets us know in Psalm 121:13 that he neither sleeps nor slumbers. So he's not confined to time in the way that we are, but he is active in time. He's not bound to time, the past, present, or future. He's not bound by space, the length, breadth, or height of space. He's not bound by matter, the energy, or motion. He is the eternal one, as the scripture says in Revelations 1-4. The one who is, was, and will be. We serve a mighty God. I don't know if I have anybody on the chat. That would, just, that would just rejoice with me and, and, and declare on the chat, I serve a mighty God. I don't know if I have anybody in my living room I don't, I, that, that would declare I serve a mighty God. The reason why it's important to realize that we serve a God that is outside of time and is not bound to time but yet is active and working and moving in time today is because it's, it, it, it helps us realize that God is not stuck on our past. I think I'm alone right here in my living room. Let me go ahead and talk to my... uh, 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 He's not stuck on my past and he's not uncertain about my future. But I'm glad that he's with me in the present. See, this is why it's important to understand this fact of him being outside of time but yet working in time. Because the scripture says this in Hebrews 13, 8. I need you to catch this. He was the lamb that, that was past w-a-s was slain before the foundations of the earth he's the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth now what does this mean it means that even before the earth was created there was a plan of redemption I wish I had somebody. He was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. What does this mean, pastor? It means that the sacrifice of Jesus took place over 2,000 years ago, but it still has power today. That even though the blood of Jesus was shed over 2,000 years ago on Calvary, it still has power today. The blood, as they say, as they say in the old church, the old saints would say, the blood still works, baby. The blood still delivers. The blood and the work of Jesus on the cross is still active, is still powerful, and is still on the move today. I'm rejoicing by myself today in my living room to know that although the, 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 the sacrifice took place over 2,000 years ago, not in my time, but yet his words, but yet the work of Jesus still has power for you and I today, power to deliver, power to set free, power to restore us, power to lift us up, power to see us through crisis in the worst pandemic that we we've ever ah it's still am i getting am, am i am, 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 do i need to calm down 
I feel like I'm getting a little, a little too happy. I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just rejoicing today. Because the work of Jesus was established before the foundations of the earth it's outside of time but yet it manifested within time it doesn't matter how many years it's been it's still powerful today and because of the cross today I have hope that goes above and beyond today I have confidence I wish somebody had confidence on the chat that goes above and beyond the work of Jesus in my life goes above and beyond Ephesians 3:20 says it this way he does exceedingly abundantly far beyond far above and beyond what we can ask think or imagine his work <laughs> his work goes above and beyond and because of the cross today I want to share three things that occurred because of the cross of Jesus three things that he did to go above and beyond for you and I and the first thing is that he because of the work of Jesus on the cross I can live today beyond my failure you know what it's easy let me calm down and let me teach this thing let me get sophisticated on you I was letting out a little Holy Ghost ratchet there it's easy for us to become paralyzed by failure or the fear of failure. And it's easy for us to wrap our identity within our failures. But yet the scripture lets us know our true identity, which is in Romans chapter 3. It says, you are now justified by faith. When we are justified, our identity in Jesus is that we are the righteousness of God. But there are believers that have been declared by Jesus and the work of the cross, been declared righteous, but yet are speaking every day the failures that they see. They look in the mirror and they see failure. They talk to people and all they talk about is their failures. They, they think about uh, their, the, the occurrences of their, of their daily living and all they think about is their failures. And so many people get paralyzed by failure. But today the Lord sent me to remind somebody today that you are not your failure. I know that that failure happened. I know that that mistake, I know you missed the mark. I know that that event occurred, but it was simply an event. It's not who you are. I wish I had somebody that would, that would rejoice with me and receive this because Jesus has already declared you the righteousness of God because of the blood of the lamb that you received by faith. You are now declared righteous. And look at what the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 24, 24 verse 16. The scripture says, for though the righteous, who? The, the righteous, the righteous fall seven times. They rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. This, this, doesn't, this doesn't say when the sinner falls. <laughs> That's to be expected. This doesn't say, this doesn't say when, when, when just any random person falls. This says the righteous person. Amen. The one who's been declared righteous. The one who's, who, who's been attributed the righteousness of, of Jesus. It says he may fall seven times, but they rise again. Now, whenever a righteous person falls, this does not mean you're exempt from accountability. 
This doesn't mean that, that there are no effects and consequences to the mistakes and the failures, the troubles or the sins that we, that we commit. But I'm so glad today that the Bible lets us know that we can rise again. I want to speak over somebody that in this season, while you've been quarantined, all you've been thinking about is your failures. All you've been thinking about is what you haven't accomplished and why you haven't accomplished it. All, you're, all you've been dwelling on and reflecting on is that you haven't achieved what you thought you would have achieved. And, and you're here with the Holy Spirit inside of you. You, you having knowledge of the scripture. But, but, but the enemy has been, has been coming against you in your mind to, to remind you about your failures. But I want to prophesy over somebody today. The scripture says, that the righteous fall but they rise again so can I tell somebody right there where you are from the place that you're in baby I want you to rise again don't stay in the place that you've been but rise again can you type on the chat I will rise again this is an assurance to the righteous this gives you and I assurance that though we may fall, we can rise again. And I love that the scripture says, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. If he's already declared you righteous, baby, walk out in your identity. If you fall, get yourself back up. How do I get myself back up? In the righteousness of God. How do I get myself back up? In the confidence in the word of God. How do I get myself back up? Through the power of prayer. How do I get myself back up? By leaning and trusting in the one who shed his blood for me I feel like I'm preaching this thing uh, there's something powerful about when we rise up again I know there are some people who are watching me you've been saved sanctified your whole life I'm talking about from the moment you were born and that doctor smacked your hind uh, and, you, and, and you began to cry out as soon as you were laid in that hospital room and then you came home. I know you've been, you've been saved and holy, uh, your bones inside and out, but there are some people who've fallen before. Uh, can I testify a little bit? Uh, 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 there have been many seasons where I feel like I've, I've fallen. Uh, uh, but, but, but I love that the scripture lets us know that we can rise again. There's something powerful because if I'm honest, I can't identify, me personally, I can't identify with somebody that's never fallen. <laughs> you, listen, listen if, you, if you've never fallen, if you've never made a mistake, if you've never felt like a failure, I appreciate you. We thank God for you. But there are some people who have been in some seasons where they were counted out. There's some people that's on the chat that you were talked about and you were gossiped about and they told you you wouldn't amount to anything. In fact, when they saw you up in church, they said that's, that, that's going to be temporary. It's going to last for about six months, maybe a year. And, and when the excitement fades away, uh, then they'll be back out here. They'll be back out, out here in these streets. Ah, and you felt like you've fallen even in those seasons, but you got yourself back up in the name of Jesus and you got back up. I'm thankful for leaders that have fallen but have gotten back up. I'm thankful today that we can rise again. <laughs> it's powerful because the work of Jesus not only helps us beyond our failures, but it also helps us beyond our past. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Every person that God has ever used has had a past. So you're right there saying there's no way God can use me because of my past. 
But I want to let you know when you look all throughout the scripture, he used people that had a past. But what he's looking for is an open heart, the availability. You can't remain stuck in your past because if you do, your future will pass you if all you do is focus on your past. I wish somebody would write that in the chat. Your future will pass you if you remain stuck in your past. Look at what Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Forget the former things. You know, this week, it was a powerful teaching that we did on Instagram Live, and it's on YouTube now, where we talked about the power in the name of Jesus. And we talked about how the name Jesus is tied to his character, his attributes, his personality, his destiny. But in the same way that Jesus' name is tied to his character, personality, attributes, and destiny, the name devil is also tied to his character, personality, attributes, I wish I had somebody that I could talk to. I don't know if you knew this, but, 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 but Satan, the devil, also had a name change. It went from Lucifer, son of the morning, which means light, to having a name change to, to really fit his identity. Now, now the, the term devil or the name devil means divider. It means accuser. It means slander. So here we are. We are believers. And we get stuck in the past because we hear the voice of the accuser, the divider, reminding us of our past. He's the accuser that comes against you in the courtroom. But thank God <laughs> that we have an advocate. I don't know if you knew this, but another word for advocate is lawyer. I don't know if anybody's ever been in trouble and you needed a good lawyer. <laughs> you don't have to put it on the chat. You don't have to put yourself out there like that. <laughs> but there are some people that, that have needed a good lawyer to help them with their case. Can I tell you that when you are in the courtroom of life and you hear the voice of the devil and his demonic forces accusing you of your past, I want to let you know you, you can get lawyered up with the best lawyer in town. If you need his number, I can hook you up with his number. It's right here. It's right here. And all you got to do is look in it. And you can find the code that defends you, that tells you in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that if there anybody be in Christ, you are a new creation. Uh, 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 th that lawyer can help you out to remind you that now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I just got to look at the codes in scripture to remind me that I have a future in Jesus. I don't have to live stuck on my past. The only time I need to look at my past is to look, look at all that God has done. Woo, child, look at all that God has done. When I look uh, back at my life and I think of the goodness of Jesus, I think of how he's brought me from my past. He's helped me in the present and he's leading me to my future. I'm feeling this thing. The third thing that Jesus did on the cross, I think it's because we're talking about Jesus. See, something happens when, when you just talk about Jesus. Uh, uh, the third thing is that he helps us and he allows us to live beyond our loss. Loss, when we experience loss, grief, is devastating. 
whenever someone experiences loss, and, and, and can I tell you, I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you, loss is inevitable. It's a difficult season, and it's a difficult concept for us to process, even more difficult when we're in it. Because we go through phases of denial. We don't want to embrace or accept what we've lost. We go through moments of anger, moments of depression, moments where we're trying to bargain and say, but if, can you take this for that? And we have to reach this place of acceptance whenever we've lost and when we're grieving. Loss is inevitable. And I don't want to minimize anybody who's lost anything in this season. Because loss is a very real thing. I don't want to talk down on anybody who's ever lost anything or anyone. But I simply want to give you good news today. That even in the midst of loss, there can be a lesson. Anybody who's ever experienced loss and accepted it and made a, a, a decision to move forward, they will always tell you, even though that was painful, I learned something. Look at what the scripture says in Psalm chapter 119, verse 71. This is the psalmist saying this. David said, it was good for me to be afflicted. Hmm. Here it is. So that I might, what? Learn your decrees. When you face loss, and you accept it and you and you allow Jesus to to work with you in a season of loss he will teach you uh, to to maximize and not take anything for granted in life he will he will teach you about faith he will teach you about patience because you've got to be patient when you've experienced loss it teaches us that it is necessary to process the pain in order to heal and move forward he teaches us to find our true identity and purpose he teaches us that in the midst of pain we can still somehow experience joy loss brings lessons Paul said it, said it this way. He said, I've counted everything as a loss, but I've gained Christ. As hard and as difficult as loss, can, can we just talk real today because I've lost some things in life. And, and maybe it's just my testimony. Maybe I have just two or three in my living room in my family that, that can also attest that it was in the midst of loss that you drew closer to the Lord Jesus. It was in the midst of loss that 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 loss brought you down to your knees like you like never before and it made you cry out to heaven and it was it was that thing that you lost that made you gain Christ I know it's difficult, but can I just encourage someone in the midst of their loss that in the midst of this of this loss there's one thing you will never lose baby and that is the Lord Jesus. He said, you've, 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 you've lost things. You may have lost someone. And that person may have been dear to you. But you will never lose the salvation and the joy and the kindness and the patience and the grace and the mercy that the Lord Jesus gives. I've lost in life, but I've gained Christ. When you, when you accept and you process pain and you go to the cross of Jesus, he will take you beyond your loss and you will give a worship that you've never given before you ever lost something and you just break out in worship 
I'm talking about it's like the woman who broke her alabaster box. The thing that cost her the most. She said, I will break this thing in the midst of my brokenness. I will give God my best of worship. Maybe in this season that you're in, maybe this is the opportunity for you to lift your hands like never before. For you to cry out to the Father to find strength that you can only find in him. I've lost things. I've lost people, but I've gained Christ. Is there anybody that's ever experienced that? The, the, the psalmist said it this way. I will not give to him anything that does not cost me. I may lose, but I'll gain Jesus. Ah, in this season of loss, as difficult as it is for many of us, because many feel that they've, they've lost a lot. They've lost control, or, or, or as someone said it, the illusion that we ever had control of things in life. But we can find that in the midst of loss, there is a lesson. We can find that in the midst of loss, we can gain Christ. In this season, how can we, or how should we respond for all that Jesus has done? He's taken us beyond our failures. He's taken us beyond our past. He's taken us beyond our loss. This is a season where I know the Lord wants you to go beyond the praise that you've had in the past. To, to go above and beyond the worship that you had in the past. To go above and beyond the commitment that you had in the past. To go in, above and beyond to say, in the midst of this season, I will, I will take my praise higher. I will take my service to the Lord higher. I will take my worship higher for all that he's done for me. How can I not worship the true and living God? The one who saved my soul. The one who's delivered me. The one who's transformed me, cleansed me, changed me, changed my story, changed the narrative of my past, changed the story of my failure and gave me a future. What can I give unto the Lord? I'm making a decision to go up above and beyond my praise and my worship as I've done it in the past. Right there where you are. I want you to also make a decision in the midst of what is taking place in the world and say, Jesus, here, it, here is my life. Here is my heart. I will go above and beyond. Because you went above and beyond for me. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message. But can I tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also, you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until until then, peace, love, and God bless.